What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. I am literally about to step out the door for Chicago and uh, take the four-hour trip all the way to Gaelic Park to, uh, to walk the field, have a little practice, and play the Chicago event. So I just want to take this time to wish everybody luck, wish everybody safe travels, hope that uh, every, everybody gets to Chicago safe and has a good time at the event, play your asses off, um, no sponsors today, just just a little good luck pat on the back for everybody and uh, yeah, hope you all have fun. But this episode is with Harrison Fry, he has been playing paintball for uh for a good chunk of years now, and he's play, he's playing all over the world. It's it's crazy to see his Instagram stories and uh, and, and just his social media because of his travel. Um, he's all over, and he's now currently playing with Seattle Thunder, playing professional paintball, and it's cool. It's a cool guy, and uh, I had a good time talking to him. So here is the episode with Harrison Fry. Enjoy. Shit, dude, not much. What's going on with you? Uh, just got back from a little hike thing. This, uh, this like abandoned bridge out here in Washington. Um, second largest bridge in all the United States, and it's a railway bridge, and we like kind of snuck up on it and uh, hiked uh, and like took pictures and stuff. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, could you do me a favor for me, and could you sit in front of the wall rather than the the window? Because yeah. it's like, there you go. I put this down. I was wondering actually. Thought you might say that. I'm not trying to be picky, but I'm trying no, to make sure people can see your face. It is beautiful. Mm. Oh, so much hey. better. Already. How are you doing? How many of these have you done now? Uh, I, think, I believe this is sixty. Well, I know, right? I I feel like I've I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I've done sixty. Your hair has gotten extremely long. I feel since the last time. Dude, last practice, uh, I was like snapping, and it was in front of my mask and by and like lens, and it was like doing this. Oh, you're that guy now. And I was like, I need to put this up tomorrow. I can't play like this. It's like affecting my game. Usually, it doesn't. You know, usually don't notice it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> when uh, when did you decide to grow it out? I feel like because when um, I think when was the last time I saw it? Was I did I see you at the last event? Probably, I think. Uh, I think we're all busy. But. Well, that was. Well, see, that was Dallas, which was a few yeah, months AC. back. AC, AC was last event. Well, I wasn't there. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a few months. So you probably, yeah. Why were you there? <sighs> my knee. I have. Uh, I had a. Uh, I had a tear in my meniscus. That's not fun. No, but dude, that'll, that'll the, put you out. 
one of the better things to have happen to your knee, right? I mean, <laughs> when you say, oh, my knee, and then tearing meniscus, it's not, that's like, yeah, right? it's, am I wrong? No, it, I mean, it is, it's one of those things where it could heal itself on its own. Uh, it could be something where you have to, uh, oh, you have one of those cameras that's at the bottom of your screen too, don't you? Yeah. Thomas Kim, Thomas Kim had the same thing. The camera was like down at the bottom. I wonder why they did that. Well, no, it's it's like because you can see your fingers, and I just didn't know. I was Uh, like, oh, it's down by the bottom. Yeah, it's a it's like I got like a uh, travel laptop. Mm. It's real skinny, so they had to put it down there. So speaking of travels, anyway, you have been all over the place this year. Are we recording or? Yeah, not? dude, we we've, we've been recording oh. since yesterday. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike Zapp did that same thing to me. We were just hanging out talking, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we're recording." Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, currently I'm in uh, Olympia, Washington. I'm at uh, AO's house, Aaron Omrod. So he he was gracious enough to let me let me hang out here. Yeah. Uh, in between practice and the event. So, where are you from originally? Boston, Boston area. So not the city, but uh, right close to it. So why not play for like an East Coast team? Or who did you play for before Seattle? NYX. So I was on NYX for uh, four years, and uh, just uh, you know. Sometimes when you're with the same guys for a long time, personality clashes and yeah. whatever else, you know, we're st- we're all still all good friends. But uh, yeah, we had a five of us actually left at the same time: mm-hmm. Keith Devitt, Benny Carroll, myself. Was oh, that where Devitt came from and, too? Uh, he, I, uh, I wouldn't say came from. I'd say he, before then, played. He played with Heat before then, and also Vicious, um, and Lift, and Keith's been around for a while. Yeah, um, and also Avalanche. Yeah. You played for Avalanche too. The seven man version of Avalanche. I guess it's when been like a the while last the last like two years of of Avalanche. Yeah. With uh, with um, with what's his name? I forget. Ed Portman, Danny Tiljack. Uh, no, no, later, not Vanquish guy. Um, Vanguard Creed guy. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, me too. Uh, my papal memory is not very good at all. Okay. I, I remember I was really? listening to an You've episode. Been around long enough. I've, right? Right? Well, I was listening to an episode of um, of Mike Zapps, and I forget who he was talking to, but they were doing like a a paintball, this a paintball quiz like thing. They were just rapid fire, just going through all these. Oh, name this, name this, name this, name this, and I'm like. I had such a hard time. I got a couple of them, but I have such a bad memory. It's it's no joke. I need to grow. <laughs> I need to grow like ginkgo biloba in the backyard or something, and just well, eat hey, that's it. That's why we. That, that's why doing these things is great, right? You know, we're we're solidifying history and kind of writing it down. And same thing, like you know, go interview your grandma about your family history, right? Because mm. once she's gone, it's gone. So like, and a lot yeah. of these stories and and things are you know just. The human story, right? You know, even though it's like professional paintball, it's still just human interactions and human stories that we get, and yeah. that's why these uh, these things are so valuable. I know. Um, I didn't, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really think about them like that when I first started doing them. 
you know, I, I was I was enjoying it, and I don't think I really kind of harnessed the uh, the capability of, of of really what it is and encompassing kind of the story and then the personalities and all these other things that make paintball great and what it is um, and what we enjoy about it. And I think, you know, after a few, I realized really how the, the value of what these bring to the table and to people. And, you know, even with Instagram and, and the other social media platforms that are out there, you kind of get an idea of who somebody is. But I've heard and and really read a lot of things saying like uh, social media, especially Instagram, can almost portray a happier you than oh, of course th- yeah than what you actually are, and it's nothing. Nothing really gets a person's personality and who they are across like a long form anything. So especially like these, like like going through you kind of get somebody's thought process and how they process things or how they what what they truly think about things when in just a uh, a picture with a filter on it maybe it was maybe it was elon musk was talking about i just listened to the the rogan elon musk thing and um uh it was that it was that actually i saw that yeah yeah that's what uh, you're talking about yeah and yeah thinking about it like it's true I mean, no one posts like a. If I took an ugly picture of you, you're not going to go ahead and post it, right? But you know, we could go make an ugly picture, and there it is. You know, here. Yeah. That they're, they're seeing us doing ugly things, but yeah, no one's going <laughs> to post an ugly picture on Instagram or Facebook. So it's it's always the highlights. Yeah. And well, I think that was the joys. That was the joy of like uh, the disposable camera days, of like you just took all these pictures, not knowing or really caring what they're going to look like or how they're going to turn I out. Love that. And then yeah. when you get them back, even if like seventy five percent of them are shit, the ones that you got, you 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 like they were precious to you, you know, because they were like, oh, these turned out, this this is awesome. You stick it on your wall, you know, and it's like, you know, yeah, that that reminds me. I got to get a get a disposable camera and do that. I did it a few years ago. I had one and I you know brought it to a party and then I put it away for a few months and then brought it somewhere else. And yeah. And then developed them like a year later, and I had all these snapshots of my life. That's a cool way to, you know, don't don't spend it all in one day, but bring yeah. it out every once in a while and take some pictures. Well, I think we're all I so should well, you cool. should definitely. I think it's a great idea. I should I should start doing that too. And it's you small know, investment, cool. We're uh, we're all so perfectionist now, and we're all professional photographers with how good the cameras are, and all the filters, and the you know the apps that we have to make everything we do seem perfect and it's just not the case and i think that's what you know i I think you know so many people do strive for perfection but there's so much character in the flaws that i think we overlook and yeah yeah it's it's just sad when some people are just all they want is to be perfect and all they want to do is be the best and all they want you know and they i some i think sometimes people forget about the people on the journey getting to wherever you're supposed to be and they don't really appreciate it that's actually funny today and i told you i was hiking um this this abandoned so it's an abandoned train bridge and it's it was 374 feet from the bottom and we and they took about it's really tall we dropped a rock and it took six seconds we counted one two all the way to six and then we then we heard a hit um 
and they took off uh, some of the some of the, the ties. So yeah. we would, we were like climbing on the I beam to get out there. Oh my uh, god! Maybe we can maybe we can show a picture of it or something. But, yeah, uh, dude. The uh, I was with Ian Freeman. He's he's a local player out here with uh, with the ninjas um, out of Washington, and uh, we we're you know doing the picture thing. And I was like, man, remember when we were kids and like. We didn't have like cell phone. Like we wouldn't have even considered like taking a picture of this. We mm-hmm. would have just like Experienced enjoy the, the day, like had a cool. Wow, that was really cool. You know, we would have worn whatever sweatshirt or old thing we had on, and doesn't didn't matter. Yeah. And then like we would have gone home, and that would have been it. And it wouldn't have been like, I don't know. It was just different, right? You know. And now mm-hmm. we're, we're like, oh, yo, give me a picture here, because you know we're we're taking pictures of each other, because it's a cool place, right? Yeah. Want to have some cool pictures of each other. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just a, just like a thing. I was yeah. No, man, I agree. And I think it's, you know, I think it's tough for me too, because, you know, I want to share, I want to share things with other people and, and, you know, just like these podcasts, but, you know, I, I want to share some moments I have with people, but I just, I can't do, I feel like you're taking moments away from yourself if you're just constantly putting it out there every you know every second of your life or every moment of your life you're not really not really appreciating appreciating it or if you are maybe that's who you are and that's how you do it it's not my place to judge um but i think now i I was talking about this with a buddy of mine but you know now it's you know time is so much more precious now and uh you know back then we were so we were so naive and so ignorant to the uh the the value of time and you know now now we we want I mean, to ex- when you're a little kid yeah when you're a little kid or even when you're i mean we were a, a, yeah imagine a, next week we're gonna go somewhere right oh, that's forever right or next year you have to wait a whole year for something right? mm-hmm. or when I you first started high school right? i remember when i first started high school um my mom was telling me she's like these are going to be some of the best four years of your life and all I could think about was like, oh my god, four years. Like, and I didn't know anybody yeah. going into this high, except for two, like two people I knew, because I went from a Catholic uh, grade school to a public high school. So I didn't know anybody. Yeah. Coming in, so I was like, oh my god, this is going to be a crazy, uh, crazy next four years. And you kind of, you know, that's a big wake up call going from a Catholic grade school to a, a public high school. You kind of realize what real life is at that point. And that was in, in Chicago or? No, I'm from Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Okay. I get that a lot. A lot of people think I'm from Chicago. After shocking. See, but how many but I wonder how many players are actually from those places. Like so we have um Seattle? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, not, like I'm myself, Seattle. I'm from Ohio. Um Rob Velez is from Wisconsin. JJ Williams and CJ Cander are from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And all the other guys, Brian McKenna is from Montreal. Yep. And who is that leave that's from Chicago? <laughs> I know I'm forgetting some. Oh, uh, Kerr. Iannucci. was from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, well, Kerr was living down in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it- in the van yeah so but Iannucci uh little Johnny he's from he's from Chicago but I mean that's it's everybody's from everywhere I mean that's just kind of what it is nowadays yeah it takes so many flights nowadays so how did you Um, so how did it come about um you 
getting on uh, the Seattle Thunder? Um, so I just told this story. I had an interview with Nick, and uh, basically I was – Last December, I was on vacation in Bali. Oh, yeah, you did a ghost sports thing with uh, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in. Yes, it's good. Um, (laughs) It's good. I'm I'm, I'm in it. It's good. (laughs) You should watch it. (laughs) I just watch and get all this information. No, it it was. I was in Asia basically for a tournament. Um, Happened to win the tournament on my birthday. Nice. Uh, It was a a cool. I've never won a tournament on my birthday. That was a. That was a good adventure. Um, and then spent the next month traveling uh, in Asia. So I was in Bali, and I actually met up with all over there. Uh, that was cool. Got to see his his home home turf over there. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, at one point I'm just on my moto driving around. Um, I'm actually going back to the airport. And uh, I look for my GPS, and there's just a text from Corey Field. I'm like, all right, I'm pull over, get some lunch, and – Started talking to Corey Field, and I don't know. The opportunity came up, and I uh, responded, and talked went well, and here I am. Um, basically, I think I just got a lot of pull from um, Jared Lackey and Devin Cayley, uh, and just been around enough, you know, known enough people. I mean, just exposure. Yeah. Seeing people, people seeing me play, people knowing me. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the way. Most people go pro, right? It's not just you have to be good at playing, but you also have to have the be be a good person and and have kind of the right connections and mm-hmm. I don't know. You've been pro since you're in a diaper, so <laughs> maybe you don't, maybe you don't remember. Well, no. The thing is, is like for me, it was it was definitely. So I'm trying to think though. Like the one number one thing for me is the reason I got noticed was because I was fast. Yeah. Right. It wasn't because my playing ability. It wasn't because, you know, I I wore some kind of outlandish headgear and everybody wondered, you know, whatever. It was I just had that one attribute. You know, it was is I was fast. So it's like, um. You know, I that's one thing I I wonder because some people do try out. Some people go through tryouts. Some people just know people. Um. And yeah, it sounds like in your case, I don't even know how you and I met. I think it was it was it Ten Man or was it something else? Ten Man was it Ten Man? Ten Man. Yeah. But you, what was your first team? Tipman Effect. Tipman Effect. Yeah. Right, and that was everyone else was older than you, right? So I or was no. no, I was about the same age as everybody. Okay. Yeah. But like, they needed a guy to go run to the fifty and shoot a bunch of guys and then they'll clean up right well is that what was that your job for a while <laughs> i mean yeah yeah pretty much that and i think back in back in that time like that was a very valid job and that you know you didn't even have to have a gun even just run there and mm-hmm. and take some and uh, let let the other guys kind of work around you yeah um, and i think going up these days yeah it's it's harder to just say oh well, i was really fast and then that was kind of my end because it's yeah. like everyone's, everyone's a lot more technical now. Payball's a lot slower and like, and I don't know that's slower, but it's a lot more like consistent over all the boards. You know, you have to be good at every position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I I was having this conversation. I've been having a lot of conversations lately, if you haven't noticed. But uh, <laughs> we we were talking about this too of you know the progression of paintball and, and kind of where it is now, and 
how it's how it's more uh, less risk taking and more uh, well, I don't know how you want to call it, but but more um, shooting nobody, weapons. Yeah, I mean no nobody because it's so fucking easy to do. You know, with with ramping and everything, it's so easy to sit there and shoot your offhand and control a lane. Then, yeah, and then well, if if he doesn't do this, then shoot the bounce shot. Then you can shoot him. Great, that's a great skill. You're doing you're doing amazing. You know, that's it's (laughs) it's so good that you you know bounce shot, and it's yeah. I don't want to say it's like killing a part of the game because it's obviously a field walking skill or knowing the field or some kind of advantage it, it it's a part of the game it is what it is but it, it's yeah. such i feel like such a cop out because if i'm if i'm just a head up straight up better paintball player than you if you want to call it that way but yeah. you you in this instance know that you can't shoot me head on but you can like shoot this bunker and bounce him in on me are you, are you then in turn the better paintball player because you're shooting <laughs> like that smarter, bounce shot? But less skill, yeah. But it's, it's like... more of a yeah, it's more of a. I, no, I agree with you. It's I think it's hurt. It hurts like viewership. It hurts a lot of, um, a lot of aspects. And mm-hmm. it's you're shooting more paint, blah blah blah, etc. Um, do you think I've paintball was better uh, as far as a viewer goes? Do you think paintball back then was more viewer friendly? than it is now i think x-ball was way more viewer friendly i mean it's faster and there's 50, i mean 15 balls per second is i think the, the way to go it's you can see it you can hear it it's like mm-hmm. and maybe not at like the beginner level right because that's maybe that's scary or whatever to you know a new kid coming up give him like five balls per second or 10 balls per second you know for d4 or something but at pro level i think absolutely should be 15 balls per second quick smaller bunkers um or maybe not as not as many big bunkers Mm -hmm. um and i think even reducing the the number of players five on five is uh is a lot to be um it's it's too there's too much ability to do that right like Mm -hmm. you know you have a front guy and then you have a guy that's just sitting and shooting the the gap so the other front guy can't go and then they're doing the same thing yeah, well, I would, I would. I've been, I've been having a lot of new ideas like floating around in my head, like <laughs> about progression of the sport. Um, and and there needs to be talk, yeah. talking with some of these, some of these, uh, a lot of these guys, um, and like bouncing ideas off them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ao's got some great ideas, and um, Devin Kaylee's got some great ideas. So it's been great to do that. Um, but yeah, I think man, three man, um, like thirty seconds in between points. And 15 balls per second is would be a really fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, rack up the scores like old X ball. You know, 15 to 10 as a score, right? That's an exciting yeah. game rather, rather than three to four. Um, and 10 balls per second is like, I don't know, it's more lame. Um, yeah, and and Especially you don't want to see le- someone get. Markers. Yeah, you don't want to see someone get like shot in the pack and like, okay, they're out, right? You want to see someone get blasted and like shot right. three or four times that's exciting right mm-hmm. and you know bright paint you can see it blow off of them and you can see it in the air i think that's going to be uh that's that would be a better game for, for everyone yeah yeah that's i think my newest that's my newest uh, <laughs> thought <for everybody. laughs> um but i think, I, uh, I think that i think five on five could be manageable uh just for the simple fact that it's familiar 
um, meaning that hockey's five on five, um, yeah. basketball's Basketball. five on five. You know, but those are also open field and open ice sports, meaning there's nothing, there's nothing in between. So how how I think it should have went about is that if we were gonna add, if we were gonna take out one big bunker, right? We we're gonna take out one big bunker, and yep. we we're gonna add another one. I can understand if we were going to keep the same amount of bunkers, but if we're going to take out one big center bunker and then add, would they add six? Or yeah, one, two, three, four. There's a two wings, two car washes. Is that it? Is that it? One, two. That's it. Three, four. No, and then a, and then a two bricks. And then there, there's two big bricks. There's two um, wings. wings. No, there's six wings. It's the, the, yeah, the angles, yeah, the wedges. Yeah, six wings. Yeah, the yeah. six wings. That's the problem. So one, two, three, four. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so four, four, four uh, wedges and two bricks. So they added six bigger bunkers, but then kept the same amount of other bunkers on the field. So now you have six times the bounce shot. That might not be the right math. Don't quote me. But I mean, you're <laughs> you're you're now allowing for that much that much close quarter paintball, but then that much more bounceability, if you want to call it that. Um, because, I mean, just referring, you know, going to this field, I mean, that, and that's, uh, anyway, going back to that, but I, I think they should have took out some bunkers, anyway, at least the pins and maybe something else. But if they were going to add that many, they should have took some away. But um, I think, I think having, I mean, if they're going to have the same amount of bunkers, at least like okay, Chicago layout omit two wings, right? And then the World Cup layout, it's omit one car wash, right? Or you know omit two pins or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to just because the bunker set, you don't have to use the whole thing every time, right? Yeah, I but mean maybe that's... then field owners might get pissed off because they're buying more or well, whatever else. But it, it would it, I don't know why do you have to use every single bunker every time? It's it's. Because every layout has been, you know, 50s are big, which is good. Mm-hmm. I think that's good, actually, because it helps you get to the 50 much quicker, right? Right. Like that 50 snake, right? How quick do you get there? Or the 50, even the 50 Dorito, it's like, yeah, it's a free pass, and then you can go shoot people. It's it's exciting and, and uh, good. So right? let's... And being a front player, I love that. Yeah, oh, <laughs> dude. Well, I, it reminds me of, uh, of old 7-Man. Um, let's, um, let's talk about the field. What do you think? Um, I think uh, this is one of the 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 cooler fields that they've come out with. Um, yeah. As far as like the, see, I like whenever I look at the field. Okay, whenever you look at a field layout, do you put the snake on the right hand side or the left hand side when you're looking at it? Right hand in, in my brain. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. physically, right. physically, when you're looking at a layout. Do you have the snake on the right-hand side or the left-hand side? The right. Of course, the right-hand side. Because you know what I think? I think whatever spot you normally play, at least for me, the, whatever spot I normally play, I always go towards my dominant hand, like subconsciously. Yeah. Sure, that's a good Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah so it's, I always... That's, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. So for you, the Dorito side's on the right hand? For, no, or? for me, the snake, uh, the snake is on the, the right-hand side. So okay. if it's a secret that I was going to play... The snake side, the secret's out. I'm sure that's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really cool. I think um, um, I think there's a lot of different ways to get to the snake. 
I think there's same yeah. thing with uh, same thing with the the fifty Dorito that brick over there. I think there's there's a a good few different ways to get over there, and it's mm-hmm. quick. You know, it it can be quick. Uh, it can definitely, and I think will slow down by the time we get to Sunday. At least everybody's yeah, gonna find nice. those you know those cross yeah. shots. But I think there's a lo- enough shit in the middle to be able to find a way to cut the scene. Yes. And it's it's a little sketchy, I think, especially on the Dorito side. Like you have to just take that bite. Um, mm-hmm. But they're yeah, they're for sure the gaps aren't crazy huge. Um, but yeah, there's gonna I be a lot of people slower, running around. Slower on the Dorito side. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah. You don't agree? No. That was my. Ex- no, I think I th- it's slower. I think I think it's equally aggressive on each side. I think it's gonna be slower, but. I think so. This is how I think. So I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be equally aggressive on each side, um, because I, I've seen each side be held up or be aggressive as they can be. Because I mean, if you have, if you have one guy looking one way or the other, that snake or Dorito side can go right to the fifty. Yeah. I mean, and very, very, very quickly. Um, and I think the middle. I think that's going to be more of like the question mark of how it's how it's going to play out. I don't really know how it's going to play out yet, but I think that middle is going to be. I think it's going to be come down, to end up being very crucial on this field, especially the Dorito side tower. Yeah, if if people are going to figure it out, I think because that tower can can hold down and lock down that D side. It, yeah, you have cross shots on the snake side. But you also have a lot of control on that D side, and you can bump into yeah. the Doritos if need be. True. Yeah, that tower is going to be huge. I think that uh, come Sunday, though, it's going to be harder to make, especially off the break. People are going to have to get creative to get there. Yeah, there's good shots cross field as far as like off the break, going. Yeah. You know, going up to that thing those, between two. Those cans, yeah. Mm-hmm. From yeah, between that can on the right, and then the the uh the tower and same thing with that little aztec that kind of is offset up in the middle a little bit that's kind Mm -hmm. of like that's like a 70 30 to get to the snake yeah that's like a 70 30 spot it's like you know 70 percent of the time i can make it but that 30 percent it is yeah it's hard to make that bunker for sure Mm -hmm. yeah especially on somebody that's why i try and i preach it so much to uh to it's not just not the guys just laning right you always have the you always have the back guys, if you want to call them that now, or whoever. But they're always yeah. practicing their laning. They're always picking picking a zone and that gap, and they're just. But I mean, if you as a front guy, if you can take that first step, like take those first steps and come across right towards the middle. That's why I tell whoever is going to shoot you, if you can throw paint, you know, two three balls up the middle at whoever's going to shoot you. You have the upper hand because you're already coming across and shooting at those guys when they're coming yeah. across, coming across trying to get to a gap that you're going to eventually be running through. But if you can throw some pain at them initially, that might throw them off of the lane that they're going to be trying to shoot you through. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and your paint's going straight towards them where they're you're running across their paint mm-hmm. and at ten balls per second, you know, you can just run. Sometimes you can just run through a lane and run in between two balls. Dude, those first those first five, the first five semi auto semi automatic balls that come out or whatever, the damn NXL thing is. <laughs> however, it's set semi- up. 
those uh, those first five balls that come out are so crucial, I feel, to front guys if they're going to be running and shooting anywhere. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because the last, the last balls aren't going to really help you. Yeah. It might hit them, but it's not going to help you get to your bunker. Right. I mean, and that's the, the biggest thing is, you know, at least if I can get you to flinch, I have yeah, you don't have to hit him. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have to hit you. I'll eventually try, but yeah. <laughs> we take it to the fifty snake, and then there you go. Then I'll weasel. Yeah, so around. that uh, that fifty snake, you're you're liking that thing? I think it's pretty cool. I think it's um, I think it's something where there's a lot of bounce shots in that, as is you know the fifty Dorito, but I think it's something playable, which is fun. You're right. There's there's a lot of people trading out at that spot. But there's also a lot of room to play with as far as like if you're up here and, you know, they assume that you're going to go the 50 snake and you're just going to try and wrap and blah, 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 blah. But if you can get there, you get there, they call it, you move back to the Cobra, which we're calling that wedge so on the, the inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you go in there, then you sit there and you can see, you know, that can, you can see that little, you know, that little home or whatever the hell you want to call it. And anybody coming or going into the snake, you can kind of cut down. Yeah. You can wrap that and start shooting at people on the inside. There's there's a bunch of stuff on that snake that's um, pretty interesting. Yeah, we were playing it actually like it's almost like once you're in the 50 snake, you're kind of the back player um, and the front player at the same time, right? Because you're, you're in the best position to stop people filling mm-hmm. um, because the guy can't see anyone filling. Like your guy behind you can hardly see anyone filling because – there's the, the 50 snakes in the way. So right. you're in the, one of the best places to stop people filling. And, uh, yeah, we kept talking about that. Like your job is just as important now as the black player Yeah, to help, help them out and then push the field that way. It's a very, um, it's a very double edged sword though. I feel because you're in a good spot to cut things down, but you're also super vulnerable. If one of one or two of your back guys get shot in and the gaps are so small, that yeah. I've done it before where I could shoot a couple guys in and I take off and I'm I'm coming to get you. So and that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen yeah. so much. So 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 much. So it's gonna come down to a lot of three on twos. Um a lot of three on three play, I feel. Because I think there's gonna be yeah, a lot we're of actually, trades. We're actually seeing, you know, even the, the three guys or two guys in the back can still pull it off. Yeah. Um like, you know, compared to some other fields where it's really hard to do that mm-hmm. um this was like you know just because you shoot three guys the game is like still very much on and very much uh you know not in in only your hand you know like they they still have a chance yeah yeah, yeah and that's you know that uh that snake corner the snake corner and the and the druida corner uh it's just like it's, it's like a lot of fields i mean they're vulnerable depending on what spots they get into but if you can hold them off from getting into those spots, or if you can predict, like that's that's the biggest thing. Is you, if, and how I always think about it, if I'm ever, which I'm not stuck in those positions very often, where I'm like in a corner and one of the last guys alive. Um, but if I'm stuck in that situation, I always think of it as, okay, if I were in their situation, what would I try and do? So I like if if oh. I were them, I would try and shoot me through this gap, and then I would try and fill through this gap to get a better angle. So mm-hmm. I just take a couple and put them on you. And then I start throwing a couple in that gap. And I'm like, I would try and do that. So, and then sure as shit, you know, 
they go through and you get see I had a couple times where Bruno kind of fucked me where where I'm I'm in a corner or in like a um in kind of one of the spots like what would you call it I guess it's like a secondary right and we lost like two guys off the break quick and then another guy gets shot I'm one of the two guys left so I was sitting there this was against X Factor might not have been this year but whatever but I'm sitting there and I shoot a guy going into our Doritos Right, but we're on the opposite yeah. side of the field, so he can't really see because our pits are on the other side. And then all, all of a sudden, the next guy fills through the, the uh, that same gap, and I shoot him. And then all of a sudden, it's down to a three on two instead of a five on two. And then Bruno blows the whistle, and I came In off. And I'm like, "What did you blow the whistle for?" He goes, "You guys, you guys were getting shit on." I'm like, "I just shot two of the guys on the Dorito side, and I brought it down to a, a three on two. He goes, "I can't see that." I'm like. That's the worst. Yeah. Coaching is very much a part of the game. Oh yeah, it's tough too because they're they're doing it from you know from from the paintball standpoint. We only they only have so much to go across. Well, now actually they can walk up and down the fields, can't they? Up and up and down the the. Well, On only the so far, yeah. They're not. I don't think they're supposed to, but I think it uh it happens more than more often than not. <laughs> yeah, they should be able to go. I think they're they're allowed up to the middle of the pit side, like the middle of the field pit side. I think they can go up there, but um, or maybe was it World Cup no, last year? There's a cutoff. World Cup, it was in the back. Yeah. But oh, but they were also we were pitting on the ends of the field. Yeah, on the back line. Yeah. I wonder why they didn't continue that this year. I don't know why the reason what the reason was for that. I think it might have just been. Uh, how the venue was set up and they didn't have enough room for it. I don't I don't remember getting a story for that. I don't either. I know it was kind of a pain in the ass with uh having to run all the way down to the opposite side. Yeah. My suggestion. Like, my yeah. sorry to cut you off. I was going to say my suggestion for the NXL um because there have been plenty of times where I don't get chronoed going onto the field because we're going out late. Um Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure everybody's gone through this because I've seen it happen. But I think they should have two guys at the chrono when you're walking onto the field. Two guy, two refs per pit. So you know the guy in front of you goes over here, then you go over to this guy, and then you just you know yeah, vice versa get chronoed and then on. If one needs to run exactly. You, it doesn't matter exactly. And if you if you need to get a new gun, you're not holding anybody up. Because you're not the fifth in line for the one chrono that's happening, you know mm-hmm. you're the. So I'm that. That's what I initially when I saw that happen, I was like, "That's a flaw. Like that needs to be changed." Because what happens is the clock is going down. They, um, they they're only chrono to the second guy, and then they're just like, "Oh, oh, just just go," you know. Yeah, right. And everybody runs out to the pit. And, and it's like, like, yeah, you know, we've been playing the whole match like this. It chrono is kind of funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's like little things like that because what? Efficient. What's that? Two is a good idea. It's going to be more efficient and uh, just allow for more kind of error, right? Or like, you know, kind of the human factor of I'm late and need to run on and, right. and all that. They would also have a lot more time if we didn't do split deck. Yeah, split deck's hard, I think, for viewership. Um, 
so my idea with the with the three man thing I was saying, bring it on, uh, would be like I said, either twenty twenty to thirty seconds in between points, mm-hmm. right? And the pits would be right behind the start box. So you just go right in. So just your three guys go right in, and the, you know you'd probably have a six or seven person roster. And when you get shot, you go to the fifties and then go back out to the um, to the pits either you know which either way, um, uh, or you could exit in the back. Hmm. But uh, and a smaller field, I think it would just be boom, 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 action all the time. Fifteen balls per second, paint blowing up off everyone. Yeah. Two on ones all the time, right? One on ones all the time. Everyone wants to see one on ones. Everyone wants to see two on ones. And you know, you'd be able to pull off two on ones all the time, right? There's more points. There's more just chances to, because you know how often you get stuck in a two on run, right? It's like you know once or twice a tournament or or whatever, you know. And then maybe, you know, you're fifty percent or thirty percent on two on ones, right? Just based off statistics. So like, the chances of winning something like that is is just lower. It's just higher because there's more. I guess it's the same chances, but the, there's just more ability to, to do it because it's uh, just more often it's going to happen. Um, do you think bigger yeah. moves are going to be now kind of put to the wayside as far as like run-throughs or anything like that because it's going to be so much closer quarters? Bigger moves are going to be more easier. Are going to be easier, I think. Um, okay. For one, the one point doesn't matter as much, right? Because we're playing, you know, 20 30 points right so he you know in x in in you know go to chicago next week you make a big move and you know you fail you're you're the you're the asshole right mm-hmm. and and one point is a lot right in in expo as it is right now um but you know if you but if there's just way more points and it's 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 less meaningful um if you lose it but if you win it it's just way cooler and um I always thought about that too because I feel like you know the game itself is like this big drama, right? Back and forth play. Um, you don't know what's going to happen, and I always thought of that like scenario, like seven man. I, I enjoyed playing the X ball for the um, for the athleticism and like the the kind of sporty feel, but I, I enjoyed seven man because of like the sneakiness and yeah. the drama to it because the whole game it's it's only a seven minute game i'm pretty sure yeah. it was only seven minutes it was only a seven minute game but it felt like a lifetime and you you could feel this momentum pull and drag and and during the whole match right and not only could you yeah, feel it on the field cool. but you could feel it in the crowd and i don't think unless you're in paintball unless you've played paintball or you're involved in paintball or if you're sitting in the stands you can't really feel it unless you are in the stands or, or you're on the field or whatever. And I don't think – I think you only get that in certain games with um, with X-Ball. Um, I mean, now you kind of get it a little yeah. bit more because it's slower. But but it's also so much harder, right? Um, so I guess in a full X-Ball match, right, because we're doing split deck. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, two teams just went out and then two more teams just went out and then – by the time the the first team goes back out again, it's like what what happened? I forget what the score is. I forget, right. you know, what their momentum is. You know, what their energy is, and yeah, it's it's a tougher system. Um, it's tough for somebody who doesn't follow yeah. to follow for sure. Yeah, and that's what we need. You know, more more people that more outside people coming in and and watching and following and 
Um, and also, I, you know, I think the uh, kind of the five the five tournament um, sequence that we have is is a big big drain, right? I mean, number one year to say the NXL is shipping all this these supplies all across the country five times a year, right? So mm-hmm. just that alone is thousands of dollars that are leaving the the economy of paintball. Um, and then, you know, you're going somewhere five times a year. I'm sure, you know, they they all always send a, a scout out ahead of time. And, you know, it, it's always not, it's not always like the most optimal playing conditions. And, you know, we're setting up a, a venue in kind of a grass field. But mm-hmm. say there was four venues or five venues, um, like take the Northeast, the Northwest, South, Southeast, Southwest, and then like Texas or maybe even the Chicago, like in, in the Iowa. Six, an Iowa or something. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois, Iowa, um, you know, or even have six, you know, like kind of hyperdomes of, of paintball and, and like meccas of paintball, where you know there's there's a there's an event every two three weeks, right? In each one of these um, events, you know, mm-hmm. that's like that's how baseball's played, right? You know, there's 162 games or something per team per yeah. year, and maybe we wouldn't have that much, but. There's just way more ability for viewers to come out and and buy merchandise and and come out and get excited and you could even have you know D3 teams play before kind of like the UFC like uh, you know where the the lightweights and the and the other other weights whatever middleweights and stuff fight before the you know the pros right the 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 pro teams have a have a game so you could have a D3 tournament in the same day or the same or I guess a, a match. Um, I don't know, I'm throwing a lot of ideas out, but I just yeah. I feel strongly strongly that uh, you know, I guess with any with anything, right? Uh, there's always room for improvement and change, um, and uh, I don't know. It's, I'd like to see it happen. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of it. What it is is uh, not necessarily that that there's people or teams that are frustrated with the NXL. I think it's more that there's teams and players that are frustrated with the state of the sport. Um, it's, but paintball to me has always been fun and it it always will be fun. Um, it's not as much fun as I wish it could be as I wish it, 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 it potentially could be. But I think that our side, our, um, our competitive side, of paintball is has always been in the shadows. Uh, I don't know how many times I've answered the question of, uh, oh, you can be a professional at that. Oh, the, you there's, play pinball. There's, there's there's pros at that. I, I I know what paintball is. You know, I've I've did that on a birthday party or a a coworker party or whatever. It's professional ping pong. <laughs> I, I think our biggest thing is exposure. Our exactly. biggest thing is exposure because if you talk to somebody about if you talk to somebody about skateboarding. Or you talk to somebody about snowboarding or this or that. Like they're they're up to date. They might not be able to tell every single pro or whatever, but they'll know that there is a pro circuit out there of that of yeah, that of said yeah whatever said yeah. sport there is. But or surfing or yeah exactly. And but paintball has never had that. Paintball has always been its own thing. But that's competitive paintball. But paintball as a recreational sport has always been known f- for you know it's been in movies it's been this it's been that it's it's been 
um, you know, oh, I, I know what paintball is. I shot, you know, I shoot some in my backyard or I, I shoot some with my friends. People know what paintball is, but we need to somehow bridge that gap of recreational play to, hey, you can become a professional at this. And yeah. I, I don't know if that is the mechanical division. I don't know if that is big games. I don't know if that's divisional tournaments. I don't know if that's the NXL. I, I don't know what that is. And that's such a tough, um, you know, such a tough bridge to figure out because that's, I feel, what needs to happen. We need to get some recognition that we, that, that we are this entity of, of, of players that have dedicated our lives to this thing. And it means something to us. Not that it doesn't to everybody else or to, to rec ball players or scenario players or anything like that. But I feel like we don't feel justified as players, you know, giving so much to it. We, I, I've gotten a lot out of it. I really have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, me too. But if you look at a professional athlete in this sport and then you look at a professional athlete in another sport, even another extreme sport, there's something missing. There's something there, there. There's there's something missing, and that something missing is outside sponsorship. All yep, these other all these other extreme sports have sponsorships that are, um, that are not only in their sport, yes, but also they have the the monsters, the Red Bulls, the GoPros, the the this is why haven't we had that? Fuck GoPro in one of their uh, commercials or something had paintballs being shot at the GoPro on the ground or what it, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah. I remember seeing it. And why hasn't, why haven't we taken advantage of that and try to, and try to, to do something where the players are getting compensated or, or, or the league is building and growing because we're getting more money, you know? And I, I know I probably sound like a broken record, but the thing is, is like, Everybody's everybody's getting money and getting paid, except for except for these pro players, except for uh, you know a select few. But it's yeah, nothing. even that's due to you know personal interest or or it's not a it's not a business arrangement always, you know. Right, right. Why can why can Where, you know you know yeah why can the teams like, and everything be a business and and the and these paintball companies be a business, but the player just has to be a player. You know he can't go yeah. in it to for a business for himself to make money and make a career because well the money's just not there well the money's there for everybody else so there needs to be some kind of that that's we need to figure that out I feel yeah I think that um, you know there is there is a lot of um, there is a lot of opportunity for you know select few at the top to to kind of have a, a business out of it right like you take ryan i mean i think you know ryan greenspan he's traveling every single weekend doing clinics and selling gear and, and doing you know kind of the side hustle but it is a it's like an entrepreneurship in himself like he, he yeah. is he's selling himself and he's an entrepreneur selling ryan greenspan and uh you know he's also an outlier he's though he's also he's also yeah yeah there's only very there's very few doing that um, mm-hmm. but the the opportunity is there you know but you always need kind of a side hustle mm-hmm. um, but no I, I agree you know exposure more you know moms buying buying paintball gear and even you know jerseys and and like um, just you know more outside interest and that's why I think you know going to a uh, you know a league a league based 
series is going to just have more, you know, more games, more everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, why isn't, you know, did you guys, did you guys practice someone this, these past two weeks? Uh, boom. We practiced boom. Okay. And then, so yeah. why isn't, why isn't boom and, and aftershock? Why isn't that practice, um, like a, a mini tournament, right? Or like a, or like a, you know, a league game. Right. And why isn't there, you know, lots of spectators going to that. Right. I mean, you guys are going there anyways to practice like that could be a that could be a such a big media outlet and such a big, you know, draw. And, you know, like, I don't know. And and everyone, because like the past two weeks, right. Every pro team, there was 20 pro teams. Every single one met up with another pro team or at least another semi pro team or, you know, higher level team um, and, and how to practice. Right. And there's just so much there's so much ability to to exploit that and give and give media coverage for that and and like you know sell tickets to it or or whatever you know have yeah. have like red red bull there handing out red bulls and whatever else um well like you've been to the old seven mans right yeah like the the um well what are the old seven mans to you i guess would be the question uh, i was at the last time to beach i was at the last uh mppl uh, vegas mm, so 2010 no Later than that. Later than 12, that? 12, 13, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that wasn't seven, man. See, seven, man. Seven, the <laughs> good new, man. <laughs> How I'm old are you? 26. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah. You're just My a... first tournament was uh, was in 2005. It was a three-man tournament in near Boston, uh, the, the NEPL, the New England Paintball League. And uh, my team, it was like me and my high school buddies, and we shot one person the entire day so we got three points while other teams are 95 100 100 100 100 100. we got three points the entire day (laughs) nice dude i'm on the same boat my first tournament was (laughs) shit show yeah it was fun though it was the best time there's nothing like it man we had all these jerseys that we had these jt blue bubble jerseys and it said it said cold it said cold limit on the back. We thought we were the fucking sweetest things on the planet, dude. We like yeah. Cold limit. And we went out there, we just got shit on so bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've always been terrible at local events. Like I've guested, like I have even <laughs> after even after playing pro, like I've guested on some of my friends' teams like playing in local events and I would just suck the entire time and then after a while nobody would invite me to play these local events because they know i would just eat shit but i don't, I don't know what to say about that that's fun there's nothing to say there's nothing to say except for i, I suck yeah. <laughs> so seven man there was something about uh how it used to be oh seven man so um yeah so there was like uh the balls energy drink um that balls, used to yeah. be, uh, star used to or no or what was it? Rockstar. Rockstar. Rockstar, Rockstar used to um, Doritos sponsor even Dynasty. Had, even had a... Remember the one event Doritos had their label on the Doritos? I think so. Yeah, I think. Am I, I wrong about that? Maybe. I don't know. And Nextel. Dynasty was sponsored by Nextel, I think. Intel. In, Intel, yeah. Yeah. Intel. There's, there's, a, there's a ton of potential, man. Especially like with... I mean, it's kind of like NASCAR as far as advertising goes for me because I... I feel like the bunkers are a perfect advertisement 
And I could I could picture a Nike swoosh or the Adidas three lines or something on the bunkers. You know, it could yeah. because you see the bunkers all the time, unless you're zooming in on a player. But for the most part, you're seeing bunkers. And then imagine imagine if the bunkers are printed with logos on the sides, and then you always you know you know let's say during a game you have uh, an aerial footage of of the players. And then on top of the bunkers, yeah, is especially also... the car washes or something. Like... Exactly. There's there's a lot of space and a lot of room. I'm not I'm not saying fucking shellac everything in sponsorship logos, but I feel like there's a lot of space that's that's available to do that. Yeah, and even like on the pro field, right? You could have the um, the Nike side versus the Under Armour side or or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like all one about... side of the field is Nike swoosh and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's over my head. I don't. I'm not. That's. I don't get paid to do that. <laughs> yeah. Get paid maybe we should change. Maybe we should change that. No. We'll see, man. There's there's a lot of things that are. Um, there's a lot of rumors that I hear anyway, of possible changes of the NXL next year, of what they could be doing, of uh, what they might not be doing, and it's really kind of. I don't know how much it's going to change. As far as gameplay goes, it might change a bunch. You just don't know. I mean, I've said this before too. It's one of those things where paintball is always paintball is always on you know progression. I, I say progression in air quotes because it's trial and error. We're thinking yeah. it's we're thinking we're doing something in in the name of progression, but we don't really fucking know if, if it's gonna work or not. Yeah, like there's someone out there for sure that listened to what I just said about the three man thing and being like, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> oh, no dude, way that's I'm work. sure people tell Even me that. I think the it's time. the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, we all have you know great ideas and think it's you know, and we all really believe it's the best for mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, yeah, but do I mean do I think my stuff that I come up with will work? Absolutely. Have I have I <laughs> prove have I proven that? Uh, that theory? No, not really. I mean, I carry I carry four pods and a loader because that's fun for me. Like the whole reason I'm still playing too. I obviously want to win, right? But for me, every every ball and every shot for me has an intention. You know, my job isn't to shoot a lot of paint, even though even though there's everybody and their mother now shoots. They carry fucking eight pods on their back, no matter what position they're playing and everybody's shooting a million pods. For me, that's fun. That's like trying to navigate a fucking maze. And I only have four pods. Everybody else has eight. But you better know that I'm going to get as far as I can up and I'm going to shoot every one of you guys if I can in under a loader. Like I won't even fill a pod, and I will I will figure out a way to shoot you guys within a loader. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I I do that a lot um, during my January project. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. The January project is uh, every January I play um, the entire month. So um, yeah, thirty days in a row playing paintball, and last two years I've been doing that at Boston Paint um, Boston. I might. I might switch it up this year. I might do like half here, half there. I haven't really come up with a plan. It's, it's obviously a big life um, commitment, you know, one twelfth of my year committed to, to playing. Um, but 
during that, you know, you shoot a lot of paint and, uh, and I try to like, you know, experiment throughout the, the days. And, um, some days I'll go out there and like only shoot a bag for the whole night. Hmm. Um, or, and especially if it's, you know, if I'm playing like open play where there's a bunch of dudes out there and it's at an indoor, right? Cause Boston's cold in January. Um, so, you know, it's 10 on 10 in the indoor field. Um, and yeah, I'll just like go put myself, you know, go do a half a load or, or whatever and try and shoot all, all the, the younger guys or, or go put myself in a position like a 50 bunker where I have to make that, that one shot count. Yeah. And if I don't, if I miss the guy, like I'm getting punished, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm in a terrible position now and the guy's there just to kind of <laughs> re- reinstate that stuff. Uh, yeah. And, and I, something else you said earlier, um, where you were saying, yeah, you try to predict what people do. Um, at, and yeah, like at the pro level, you can do that kind of, right? Like, you know, like it's, everyone's kind of playing in a way where they're at least a little predictable, at least when it's five on five or, or gameplay, you know, one on one are different. Um, but you know, when you, when you go and play these, like, like even the rental guys are like, or like sometimes you get shot because they're like, you know, you like expect them to go over there, and then all of a sudden they're over here. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, I've gotten shot by rental dudes plenty of times. Like, you know, oh, yeah. just because uh, it's and it's always a good lesson. Like, oh wow, or maybe you know should have gotten shot based on if they had like a you know a great accuracy, a great gun, or mm-hmm. a better shot. But it's a yeah, it's a good kind of awareness awareness drill to play rental dudes. Yeah, my argument. My argument for like carrying four pods and everything too, and, and other people carrying more, is you're like, why don't you carry more pods? I was like, well, what's the difference? What's the difference of whether I can shoot the the same? Let's say I got to get from bunker from A to bunker B, right? And there's a guy in bunker C that is shooting me in, and I need to shoot him in to get to bunker B. Um, what is the difference if I shoot two or three balls at him and make him go in? And I move, rather than shooting uh, a half a loader at him and then moving and getting to my spot. Nothing. I feel like there's there's nothing there's nothing really because I'm all I'm all I need to do is for get him to stop shooting, and I either I'm either gonna shoot him because I I try and work on my accuracy a lot, and I know your even your accuracy is kind of like up to the paint the individual paintball that comes out of your marker. Because yeah. imagine how many times, like, I, I think about this a lot, too. It's like, imagine how many times that you just randomly, like, shoot poles and shit, you know, and you're just kind of, like, dicking just around the field. Just the box. Yeah. yeah. Imagine how many times you, like, pull up and you sh- you're, you're like, boom, you throw a ball out and it looks perfect and it just goes whoop and it just, like, misses whatever you're trying to shoot. Mm-hmm. But, but you shoot the next one and it's, like, it's, like, dead on. You know, so so I wonder how accurate, how really accurate somebody is, because you know, Uh, paintballs are so that I mean, paintballs are such a variable. We say that they shoot straight, but we say that they shoot straight because we shoot like, uh, you know, ten of them in a row, and we can kind of see we see a grouping right that goes in a general direction. So we're like, oh yeah, it shoots straight, but like when it actually comes down to it when we're trying to shoot somebody that's that's right in front of us, how many times have we actually been on like our barrel and everything? If we've done it a thousand times, it would actually be on, but it misses the guy because that certain ball maybe has like a fucked up seam or something like yeah. that. So it flies a little bit differently. 
It's like we should switch to laser tag or something. <laughs> just a fucking something. No, have you have no, you ever right. filled a, a loader and it ha- you got one of those chips, like the little little paintball chip, without filled, a non filled paintball? Yeah, where it's just a squished little hard chip. Yeah, right. I've gotten those a couple times. Those are real exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Take know. that out. No, that, that's a good point. Yeah, imagine if uh, you know, like we were all perfect with our shot and yeah i mean how many times have you like seen a dude's back and like either you're too excited or you you know you whatever you pull up your gun and and you miss it and you're like how the hell did i miss that right i mean it's mm-hmm. got to happen once every day or you know once a practice you miss a shot that like you should have hit yeah but should you have but should you have hit because it's really up to the paintball of where it goes it's actually uh that's my that's my super super power of choice yeah. Um, yeah, right. You know, what superpower would you have? Mine is, uh, Bullseye, I think is his name. The, the, the supervillain who never misses <laughs> everything he throws. He never misses any shot. Throwing, shooting, kicking. He never misses a shot. That's he should never lose. He should never yeah, lose. That, that would be my superpower. Paintball, I'd go out with five paintballs and, uh, that's all you need. Just tink, 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 tink. And then walk out and then go hit the buzzer. Interesting take on it. Either that or, or Magneto. Mm. Magneto's cool. It's pretty cool. I never really got into comic books and like super. I didn't either. I just, but I would love to go to a Comic Con. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about that. You don't know what Comic Con is? No, I know what it is, but I don't know anything about attending one and oh, it's just people like i the only thing i know about it is from what i've seen on like youtube or whatever or what i read about it and it's, it's literally crazy. just people dressing up as their favorite homemade costume superhero and just showing up and just like i guess there's people from uh from the tv shows mm-hmm. and shit that that go there but everybody's dressed up, up. As, yeah 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 it'd be fun it'd be interesting so you don't have a superpower that you'd uh oh man My superpower oh, cool. would be I could never tell a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> no, I think um, I think. Did you wipe that hit, Carl? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, invisibility would be pretty cool, or just flying. I don't know. There's so many that are like, that are like, wow, man, I wish I could do this, but then I wish I could do this. Yeah, that's a tough one. It is a tough, tough question. Come back to me in Chicago and tell me. What if you What if you never had to eat? Uh, next. Or you never had to shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you just never had to go to the bathroom ever. So you're just like, you never get caught you're in that awkward moving. moment. Or never having to sleep. You never, you never had to... You just didn't need it. You'd yeah. be like a millionaire in like in like two years. Yeah, I think Super productive. I, like what if you could just solve? See, I always so I always think about this, right? Like you know, when people say somebody is smart, um, is it the fact that they're smart or the fact that they have a really good memory and they can pluck certain things from their memory and and apply it to whatever they're doing? 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I think along those lines, yeah, like um, constructing, you know, and being resourceful is is a super super important skill. Um, like like I went to um, to mechanical engineering school, right? Yeah. And I certainly wasn't the best at math or physics or anything. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, but more so I was better at kind of hooking together the dude that needs this homework and the dude that has this homework but needs the other homework <laughs> and then being in the middle and bartering the whole situation yeah and uh, and then getting both homeworks out of it or uh, you know stuff like that being a social engineer and kind of constructing my own my own destiny uh, in that regard a social engineer nice yeah a social engineer I went to school for social engineering yeah that's what I call myself <laughs> That's pretty sweet. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, yeah. So, I mean, but, so, am I just an idiot, but social engineering is an actual thing? No, I just, I just made that up. Okay. But I, I wonder if it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it could be. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Hey, it is, yeah. Like on the, some kind of like Illuminati shit, right? Yeah. Like we're going to social, socially engineer the ghetto or like. Well, the first time um, I heard that uh, the term. Uh, technologist I thought it was a completely fake term because I was like well if I use technology does that make me a technologist (laughs) it's like it sounds so broad we use technology to make things better I I don't I have no fucking idea I have no idea so what's um, so what is um, what's in store for you next man I, I mean do you plan on do you plan on riding out the storm and uh, just continuing to like to do clinics and travel the world and uh, play paintball, or you know, do you have anything in the future coming up? Um, well, Chicago, obviously, and then uh, after that, in Paris, um, we got a the the last event of the NXL Europe. Be playing that, uh, and then I'll be kind of cruising around. There's an, a Mexican event I'm going to. Um, I go there four times or five times a year to Mexico, um, and then World Cup, and then uh, back to Mexico and uh, Australia for a tournament. Those Australian leagues are fun. Yeah, um, I'd love to go back. And there. yeah, and uh, you know I work from my computer, so I, I kind of. Uh, kind of do whatever I want and, or like live wherever I want and try to try to limit my my working hours and and do it that way what is it um, that you do if you don't mind me asking uh yeah I do I do e-commerce so I have a large e-commerce store um that I that I manage and uh and it's great yeah I quit my job like a year and a half ago um in an effort to free up time and uh and location dependency mm-hmm. and now I'm in uh, on the other side of the, the United States, hanging out. Went on a bridge today and and hiked that. I actually have a picture of it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see that. I don't know if you can see it. So there's my feet hanging off. Holy shit! And there's the it's sideways now, but there's the uh, the river. Um, Dude, the and... Northwest is so beautiful. There's the. Uh, yeah, Pacific Northwest is cool. It's a it's the second largest railroad bridge in the U.S. And yeah, it was huge. It's not it's, so. It's not being used anymore. Something. No, it's all uh, 
they took off a bunch of the railroad ties, like I said, and we had to like shimmy to get to safety. They made it like more dangerous, obviously. Yeah. Uh, to to make people not want to go out there, but that's land. We Is that a big base there. jumping destination? That's what uh, that's what Ian said. Like, why don't people base jump out of here? And they should, but uh, there was no. I think it's privately owned. So oh, gotcha. There was no, none of that. But yeah, they, you could definitely have a, a sweet base jumping uh, or bungee jumping. Yeah. Um, like, like uh, business going out of there. Something. Well, hey man, I appreciate you sitting down and us, uh, you know, bullshit, bullshitting back and forth. Um, I always love hearing everybody's ideas and take on everything. But uh, where can where can people find you on social media or in the world wide web? Uh, social media: Harrison Fry Ventures. That's my Instagram handle, uh, and then just Harrison Fry F R Y E uh, on Facebook. Hit me up. I'm a cool guy. I like to chat. <laughs> And uh, I'm a nice guy too. I like to respond to people, so send me a message. Is that what is that your description in your bio on on yeah. Instagram? Cool guy. <laughs> cool guy likes to chat. Send me a DM. <laughs> Ladies only. Ladies <laughs> only. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, Long thanks again, man. Beach. I appreciate it, and uh, I wish you the best of luck in Chicago. And. Yes. Make sure to uh, make sure to stop by. High five. Say hi. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Take care. Cool, man. Peace. Thank you all again for tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, again, for everybody out there who is traveling to Chicago, uh, or even you know who's playing in Chicago, I wish you all luck. And I hope everybody the best. Have a good time. Everybody be safe. Don't text and drive. And yeah, play your butts off. We'll see you guys there. Peace.